This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Hello, hi y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers and the breaking of all things normal. Aloha, y'all. I think we're on episode 151. Congratulations. I wonder if anyone out there other than myself has been part of every interview by tuning in or whatever capacity it may be, but what a ride. And I'm going to judge this next guest as maybe the most one of the most radical interviews. So that's good news. <laughs> that's God news, baby. A very breaking normal very synchronous. Get ready. It's all about the Constitution versus the current government versus the organic conversation that comes along with that. And one thing that wasn't, um, a lot of the conversation is about like once the Constitution was formed, one thing that was not discussed as much, which is very near and dear to my heart, is what was happening here before the Constitution was formed, before Europeans ever arrived. And from my understanding, that was uh, 30, 40, 50 million bison. I'm talking herds so big that when they come through, it might take days. It might take days until you don't see them again. Uh, these are the original, in my opinion, the original superfood of the indigenous people of this land. And um, without going into the topic of why, they uh, may have been decimated to the numbers that they were. We're bringing them back. And if you are interested in that conversation, check out some of my previous podcast guests with uh, bison advocates, shamans, lovers, uh, ranchers, uh, one in particular um, with Tara Sheehan. Um, I think it's nose-breathing um, bison shaman demolishing the devil's rope, <laughs> something like that. Uh, she... Yeah, yeah. So this is this. Uh, I do want to m mention the bison, especially because Thanksgiving just came around, and uh, not only the bison but the elk. In my understanding, the uh, the superfood slash medicine, food medicine that was used by the people that lived on this land before pharmacies were ever thought of or fences were formed, were the organs and the fat of bison, elk, and other animals, deer and other animals such as pronghorn, etc., but especially the bison and the elk. And today I actually walked upon an elk carcass, a big bull six-point elk carcass, fully cleaned out, which seems to be from a cat originally, and then maybe some birds and bugs. But the antlers were there, and man, are they strong. Holy mackerel, those antlers are weapons. Um, and it so happens, we currently still have some of the elk antler liver heart blend in stock. Um, the way our supplier does the elk antler is actually it's clipped in its most velvet state, flash frozen, freeze dried. We mix it in the capsules. And that's one of these supplements that I do not take every day. I take it before a workout or a special occasion. It is powerful. It is potent. Um, a lot of the, since Jake here is going to be potentially the, the oldest podcast guest I've had on the show, a lot of elder, elderly people love antler. And most antler is sourced from China or New Zealand. But once again, Tribe Vitamins is sourcing it from North America. 
and uh, North America elk, not Chinese deer antler. But a lot of these antler products are loved by the elderly for hip and joint function and liver and kidney function. And athletes love it because of the stamina. And um, it's a controversial one. I mean, in the sense that it does have a growth factor in it. So, I mean, controversial to the matrix, but oh my gosh, before you ever try any sort of pharmaceutical booster such as growth hormone or TRT or any kind of stuff like that, and I say that not only because there's many reasons, but one, my dad being a pharmacist for over 40 years, let's just say that, I would go with this elk antler, go with a food, go with the bison testicles. We should have some more seasonal batches coming out, including those. Go with the bison liver every day. I love eating the bison liver every day. And I say this uh, while understanding that we are potentially running into a situation as a company with tribe vitamins in the sense that there's 100 million cows on earth and there's a half a million bison on earth. And most of those suppliers finish them on grain, which we do not buy from. Meaning, in order for this, the longevity of this to last, and I know there's a whole tribe of people out there, including myself, that truly desire that, we are looking at the options and opportunities of vertically integrating this business with a ranch, with being able to go from those land optimizers known as the American bison with their heavy weight and their wild nature and their intuitive um their intuitive eating and pooping and pooping that really fertilizing poop that actually forms a deeper rooted buffalo grass than a cow would and their sharper hooves that aerate the soil better i mean this goes on and on they, they these thing <laughs> these animals are what makes this land great and we get to bring them back and although Jake and I don't talk much about that, if you are interested in this conversation, please reach out. Don't hesitate. Feel free to email me at daniel at breakingnormal.com or uh, direct message me via Instagram. Those are the places I'm probably the most active on. And uh, this, is, this is a big conversation that's happening quickly. And I think the time is now. And I think the time is now um, also to pay very close attention to what Jake is expressing here because I think they go hand in hand. So get your tribe vitamins at tribevitamins.com while they are available because we're going to figure out how to make this be a longer lasting project but in reality and in reality that if any everyone if the everyone that listened to all the shows uh, from breaking normal and they bought a bottle of the original best multivitamin ever known as a simple single ingredient superfood known as bison liver raw and freeze-dried and encapsulated so you can have a little every day um, might not be available for a while. And we're going to do what we can. And it's going to take a whole tribe. So keep tuning into these shows and uh, do what your heart might be calling you to. My heart's calling me to something what most people might think is crazy, including parts of myself. However, it's happening. <laughs> And maybe listen to the previous podcast with the uh, Greg, Big Heart Greg, the big tech bison rancher, and find out he, how he got into this, and maybe that'll resonate as well. Keep breaking normal. Enjoy this episode. Leave a review. Let me know what you think. Share away. Share away. 
Um, if you find something impactful about this conversation, which I think you will, share it to the key people that can help us make a difference. Much love, y'all. First name? Don. Don might, might be dangerous to himself and or to others. And therefore, we need to go to Don's house and we need to make sure that he has no weapons that may hurt himself or others. And we shall ignore provisions in the Constitution, such as Article 4 of the Bill of Rights. Let's get started in the podcast so you can take it into the show. Are you ready? Where would you like me to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we got to start. Um, yeah, so Chef Lance, if you're going to talk, you're going to okay. talk directly into that. Phone. All right. And you might as well. Uh, and I, Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the Breaking Normal Podcast. We're here at the Riverside Event Center here in Boulder, Colorado, where Chef Lance runs his uh, high vibe organic meal delivery service. Um, I almost said system. Maybe it'll become a bigger system. The more people that keep buying this food and enjoying it, I, I think it seems like you keep getting busier than ever. Chef Lance has been on the podcast recently. Um, I think that one is called like Chef Lance, Grateful Dead, and Jesus or something like that in Bone Broth. Uh, Chef Lance, if you don't know Chef Lance, I know him from San Diego, California. I, I met him with JP Sears, with my brothers, the Rob Bras, and he was uh, the guy that bought bonebroth.com, first person to buy that from my understanding, and the first person to bring bone broth to the marketplace in a way. Correct. Uh, um, that was, at, uh, I guess, probably like Jimbo's and Carl's. 2012. April 2012. April 2012. April what? Do you know? I think I've asked you this before because... Um, it, was it was early April, probably around the 12th of April. Let's just say it was April you know, 12th. Davina was born April 7th. Anywho... Um, <laughs> We got to meet and we, we became close, awesome friends, cool friends. Our guest on the podcast, uh, Jake Levine, is showing off his timer because he has a reputation of going on benders of communication about the Constitution and freedom and beyond. And Chef Lance thought it would be a great idea to bring him on the show. So what I'm going to do is hand over the mic to Chef Lance. His mic sound, might sound a little different, but he is playing commentator um, on this conversation because we want to make the most of the time we have with Jake. And I'm excited to hear more about Jake from Chef Land's perspective before I get to talk to him. So strap in. Here we go. Yes, everybody. This is Jake Levine. He is an expert in the Constitution and has been studying the Constitution for 20 plus years. And I met Jake uh, several months ago and had the privilege to uh, live close enough to him that my son Dylan and uh, myself would take classes weekly um, from Jake in the Constitution. And uh, someone who's homeschooling, this is an edu part of the education that is extremely limited, if at all. Most people don't even know what the Constitution is. But I will tell you right now, we are in a place in this country where it is my belief that this is the most important topic of the day because the country is still under 
the Constitution of the United States of America. Um, and Jake will tell you more about that. So with that said, I'd like to move on into Jake and Daniel asking some questions and also just, um, yeah, looking forward to what's going to be revealed to you and uh, a place in this podcast, you'll be able to take some action to help us um, move the uh, move forward the education of the American people in their God-given rights that are secured by the Constitution. Wow. So what a welcoming welcome from Chef Lance. I'm so honored to be here with you, Jake. Thanks for making time today. Uh, it's like the first real winter snowfall of Boulder. I mean, the scene right now, I see Jake, he looks like uh, someone that could definitely be on a, on a picture on the wall of my like future great uh, grand grand grandkids somewhere. <laughs> He's just put his cowboy hat on. It's it's the snow is coming down. It is dangerous conditions out in Boulder today. Actually, I drove around quite a bit today and I saw all kinds of situations. I think Chef Lance got a flat tire today on a major highway, like where elk are crossing and such. You see any elk out there? I today? didn't see the elk today. Okay. No, did so not any, see elk today. Not to get down too many rabbit trails, but I just want to paint the picture a little bit. My friend Donald here, he's uh, doing some videoing in the background. Might even play a little bit of a fact checker. I see him there sitting in front of his computer. He looks like he's ready. I don't know if I believe in fact checking or not. We'll see. I think I think objectivity is subjective. I don't know what Jake thinks about that. But Jake, what do you think you're doing here on the show today? Well, I hope that I am uh, enlightening folks out there to certain realities that they may not realize exist right now within their country and those that are supposedly representing us. Oh, interesting. So, and what can you be very detailed about? What, what do you mean? Like what illusions are people specific, like potentially under right now? Well, some of the illusions are number one, that somehow the ones that are in control right now and in our White House are somehow part of our government and following the Constitution that they swore an oath to uphold and support. The way you say that, you must make it sound like our president is not part of our government. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, let, me, your be, perspective? let me be perfectly clear. First of all, he is not our president. <laughs> If he were our president, he would be following the oath that he swore upon the Constitution to be following the Constitution. And because he is not following the Constitution and instead is working with others to institute a communist socialist form of government in an authoritarian type of method wow wow all right so that's let's for let's i mean i want to break this down so someone like my five-year-old daughter might be able to understand some of this um and no pressure to wear the hat unless you want to <laughs> you look great this guy's a great looking guy how old are you if you don't mind me asking i don't typically ask that question but i think you're one of the more elderly crew on this show so far would you believe i'm 93 uh no no. Really? No, I would not believe that. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, I'm a little bit younger than that. Okay, okay. But uh, that's too many years. I don't even want to think about it. But uh, 70. 70. 
Nice, mm. nice. You're, yeah, you look, you look iconic, like legendary. <laughs> That's um, funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this oath. Yes. So the president, in order to be sworn into the office as the president of the United States of America, you must take an oath that you are going to follow the Constitution? Absolutely. And that oath, by the way, is in the Article 6 of our U.S. Constitution. And Article 6 is also affectionately referred to in Supreme Court even as the supreme law of the land, the supremacy clause, supreme, supreme, meaning it is above all else in the Constitution because it is put there to assure that the Constitution and the laws that the Constitution has put together do not become contradictory in places. Because if you have a system of laws and any law would be allowed into that that would be contrary to anything else would be absolutely uh, despicable. So this Article Six of the Constitution yes. is the hard say, like it's the hard like this is the law. We are not going to stray from the Constitution, and the president swears into this. Mm-hmm. And the oath, oath, like what's an oath exactly? You know, I've, I've taken an oath. That's a, yeah, I take yeah. that as a big deal because I put my hand on the Bible yeah. and everything. What was an oath to you? An oath to me is something, number one, very emphasis added, very serious. And the seriousness of an oath is that before I would take that oath, I would want to make sure that what I'm swearing the oath to that I understand correctly, and I have maybe in some situations possibly even taken a test to assure that before I take that oath that I know what I'm going to be swearing to defend and protect. Now, currently, we have many different professions that require there to be a test to assure that those people that are going to be uh, working in certain occupations, maybe like a pilot in an aircraft, mm -hmm. do you think that it would be kind of nice to know that that pilot, before allowing him to be in that pilot seat, that he might have taken a test to assure, and passed that test, by the way, to assure that when I walk on that plane, I have confidence that he has and knows all of the things that are necessary to fly that plane and through traffic up there and be done safely. That's a great idea. And I see, I imagine that, I know that happens in the medical world, like for neurosurgeons, you sure want to make sure that person's, and in the current, I don't currently trust perfectly in the current medical system testing. However, there, I do like it. I do like it still. If, until we come up with something better, then make sure these people have a medical degree before they start cutting into people's organs. Agreed. So, more important even than that, and that's very important for them to know before they start cutting, right? And that you or we have a confidence that they have passed the test on what's necessary. Well, we have these folks called legislators, 
and they make laws. Laws that affect each and every one of us, that can put us in jail, that can take our property, that can affect our lives in virtually every way possible, okay? Currently, those individuals are not required to take any kind of a test whatsoever to confirm and make sure that I, as a citizen, know that those individuals that are swearing an oath to uphold and support this Constitution actually know it and have passed the test. There's no test for that? No they test whatsoever. Law, they don't have to be a lawyer. They don't have to do anything for president or legislators? Nothing. 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 You just be somebody off the street that, uh, <laughs> that is going to run. But they don't have any test at all on the Constitution to assure me as a citizen and us as citizens that they actually know that constitution and will not work contrary to it. Therefore, in Article 6 of our constitution, referred to as the Supremacy Clause, states in it, and I'll read those just very briefly over here, states that anything in the laws or constitutions of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding. So they know by this Article 6 that they cannot pass, make, promote, or anything, any law that would be contrary to anything in the Constitution. One very important little piece would be, let's say, the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment is our privacy amendment. Hmm. And the Fourth Amendment says that the right of the people to be secure, secure in their houses, persons, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches or seizures shall not be violated. Now, basically, right now in our country, there is such an overwhelming abundance of so-called alleged laws that absolutely 100% violate our privacy. That is a breach a breach of the supremacy clause that says you can't do that. Okay, so where the, where the, can you give me the, the main one? What's the main one that you think is the most ubiquitous right now that's going on where we're violating the Fourth Amendment? The Fourth Amendment right now in red flag laws, for instance, alleged laws, I call them alleged unless they meet the constitutional standards. But the red flag law in many states, you have it here too, um, violates that Fourth Amendment, uh, not only right to privacy, but due process. Due process? Mm -hmm. In other words, they can't just come in and do whatever the heck they want. But you're saying this is being violated, right? Absolutely. Now, on a massive scale, how, oh, so, how so the most? How so the most 
Well, I would say right now, of course, the red flag law, because literally it violates, like I said, uh, the due process. What's the red flag law? I'm not sure if I know what the okay. red flag law is. The red flag law basically says as follows, that if someone believes or thinks that, let's say, Lance <laughs> uh, might, might be dangerous to himself or to others if he has any weapons, that... The law, or the alleged law, provides that they can now go ahead without following any of the Fourth Amendment provisions that would assure otherwise that Lance would, number one, have due process available to him, but with the red flag law, there is no necessity or requirement for following due process, which means that due process would require the government, okay, to, number one, know that Lance has actually damaged a person or property. That's due process. And they can, they can do this searching or investigation without due process, which yes, is with, red flag law. Right. With, without Lance having actually damaged any person or property, but rather on the presumption, presumption, this is a presumptive law, which is a communist law, with the presumption that somebody said that Lance might, might be dangerous to himself or to others. Those words are used in that alleged law. And therefore, the government can then go to Lance's house without having due process, without having the papers or anything that secure that due process to Lance, and literally demand that they go into the house and take, find, and take any weapons that Lance might have that might be da- might be dangerous to himself or to others. Now, mm. see, I didn't know this law was currently in place in, oh, yes. in Colorado. The whole country? No, not the whole country. In Colorado, but, but in Colorado, and what is it, the literal law is called red flag yes, law. Yes. When did this get passed? You know, I don't recall exactly, but I'm I'm going to say roughly mm, <clears throat> a year or two. Okay. Roughly. So that one's concerning to you. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, and. You know, furthermore, this this is literally um, engaging in giving the enemies of our country aid and comfort by by literally instituting enemy laws according to communism oh, that are this, presumptive laws and victimless crimes. Oh, these red flag laws you consider communist laws and these are, so you're saying we're giving aid to the enemy by it, by instilling yes, them. Yes, yes. And, and here's why because our constitution and our founding fathers understood that the only reason the only reason, and this is in the Declaration of Independence, the only reason for forming a government is to protect and defend our rights and not to diminish them 
or overthrow them or do away with those rights. And we can look at that in the Declaration of Independence in the second paragraph. So you're, you're close, you can get in there and look at it. But the words specifically in the Declaration of Independence that secure these rights um, and make the understanding clear that to secure these rights, governments are instituted. Doesn't say to do away with the rights. It doesn't say to diminish the rights. It says to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. So mm. this has to be followed because the Declaration of Independence is literally the key of our Constitution, which was written after the Declaration of Independence. And the Constitution, when it was being written, had to follow, had to follow the understandings, the substance of all the understandings that are written into the Declaration of Independence. If they strayed from that or did the opposite of that, it would not be a constitution that our founders would have allowed to be uh, passed. Interesting. Wow. So, so I, I, what I'm hearing here is that, like, you just think that we're this country is not no longer being run under the guise of the Declaration of Independence and or the Constitution. Yes, uh, unfortunately, right now we we are we are under more and more rules and laws of communism, which are presumptive laws, victimless crimes, and use taxes destroying our right to own property. That's another one. Use taxes to destroy our rights to own property? That is correct. And That's a whole other rabbit hole. Do you have something to say, Chef Lance? looks like you're trying, uh, to, get, trying to get in there for a moment and speak right into that thing, right? A couple of things. One was the... Um, the need at the time in our society is to uh, to recognize the words and the power of the Declaration of Independence. Because right now, I mean, I was thinking when he mentioned earlier about the Patriot Act and how they just opened up everything with that. And basically, if you, are against, if you say things now, even on different social media platforms, you will be taken down. You will be you will be censored. You will be taken. Your your freedom of speech will be removed, um, and so that is a clear violation of the supremacy clause of the Constitution. So that's the um, current law as well. The Patriot Act that allows people to be censored is that what you're no? The Patriot Act was back. Remember after nine eleven? Yeah, I see. I we have me and him haven't talked about that in this moment. So for right, I was just saying it was an, it was a, an example of a law that was enacted that was against yeah. the Constitution. Okay, and when they and it was against the right to privacy. They said we we uh, we need we need to be secure. We need to have all we need to have all your information, and so we need to be able to disregard uh, disregard yeah disregard that. So. That was that's what I was going to comment on, and the um, the the current state uh, of the RAS recent recent past two years. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could talk. We could go down the rabbit trails for like hours and hours. But I do know that you have some sort of two party solution situation. I mean, you have so many papers in front of you right now. <laughs> I do want to make sure we get a video of this because <laughs> this is ridiculously in a good way, in a good way. Because and I, you know, I hear you speak. I see you. I know you're on to something that's probably way true, more truthful than that I see that's on the news. So, um. To be clear, because it's really important to be clear, um, and backing up just a little bit in regards to use taxes, okay? Just, and I'll be very brief. Use taxes obliterate, destroy completely our right to own property as our allodial, A-L-L-O-D-I-A-L property. Allodial property was actually, in fact, the highest and, and most important reason for our Declaration of Independence and forming a new government and dissolving the political bands that had connected us with King George. Why? Because under King George, all the land, all the trees, everything belonged to the king. All of our land and homes we built on them were under a feudal tenure, meaning that the government, King George, owned it all. And we had to pay every year a tax in order for us to be allowed to continue staying on the property because the property belongs to the king, not us. We couldn't own it. We got tired of that. It was most important for us to feel that at some point, if we paid for our land, our home, or whatever, that we would not ever again have to be paying any kind of taxes or rent or service or fee due to any superior whatsoever after we have properly paid for that property. Now, allodial, the definition of allodial is a property and property that is without rent, without service, without fee, due to any superior whatsoever, notwithstanding God, God owns everything, okay? But that allodial quality of the ownership was essential to us. How could a man live on a property and, and have a family and feel ever secure that he wouldn't lose that property because maybe he said something about the king that the king didn't like. Well, it was the king's property. We're just renting it, basically. And he could send his red coats over and just totally remove us from our property. And that could be for even something we just said about the king, let alone not paying his yearly tax. Okay? Mm. We wanted to do away with all of that. And the way... The only way was to dissolve the political bands which had connected us with another, which is stated clearly in the first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, wherein it says, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary to dissolve the political bands which have connected us with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal stations to which the laws of nature, not the laws of the king, 
not the laws of any country, not the laws of anybody, okay, but the laws of nature and nature's God entitles us to a decent respect to our opinions and our preferences in how we wish to live. Therefore, that opening paragraph of our Declaration of Independence is just as real today as it ever was back then. And now, more than ever, we need to look at that and we need to recognize that and we need to be able to hold on to that and use that as a living substance that we can grab onto and hold up and state to those that are right now in charge of this country illegally and unlawfully, in which many of us refer to the current leadership, okay, as an occupational government. In other words, it's not our government, that's not our president. They have, through power and force and fraud, overthrown our Constitution and instituted a foreign, foreign government contrary, contrary to Article 6, the Supremacy Clause of our United States Constitution. Now, that occupational government is in power right now, and we, those that love the Constitution, that want to follow the rules that were set up by the Constitution, and want to take oaths that that are sincere and real to uphold and support that Constitution and to defend this country and our people against foreign governments coming in here and instituting their law contrary to our law and somehow continuing to live and exist here in this country and enforcing those foreign laws upon us by the way of presumptive laws, victimless crimes, and use taxes. Right now, currently, I cannot own my car, I cannot own land, I can't own a house, I can't own any of that, because ownership, if you look it up in the law, in the law dictionary, any law dictionary, ownership, if we own something, consists of the right to use the property, number one, you have to be able, if you buy property, you want to be able to use it, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to use the property. You have to be able to dispose of the property if you want at some point in time without a third party coming in and telling you you got to pay them some money just to exchange it with someone else for something of equal value, whatever it is. We cannot have any kind of ownership when a government says that if you sell that property, we want something. We want a part of the action. And if you want to use that property and continue to use the property, we need to be able to destroy your allodial rights to it, and we need to institute a communist use tax that if you do not pay that use tax at some point, that the communists can then take that property and sell it to someone else for back taxes, okay? 
This is a common thing that happens across our country constantly, okay, all throughout every year. So that in itself is the, one of the most destructive elements in our society of a so-called free society. If we are to be free and we cannot own any property because there is a use tax attached to it that if we do not pay, we will lose it. What kind of freedom is that? Wow. Wow. So for uh, my daughter here, five years old here, it's like, yeah, we can buy that property. You're saying if we see a property here, we want to buy. And let's just say just for the sake of Boulder and reality and uh, numbers, it costs a million dollars. Sure. What do you need? What do you mean? Who has to pay? What do we have to? Who do we have to pay? Well, let's say that, that let's say the property is a million dollars and it's for sale, and you want to buy it. Mm -hmm. You come up with a million bucks, or you borrow it from a lender, mm -hmm. whatever, whichever way it goes. The idea of a lodial property is that once that million dollar note has been paid off to the one that owns it or allegedly owns it mm -hmm. at that time. Well, there is no rent, no service, no fee to, to any superior whatsoever if, if we have the true quality of ownership established and understood by the term allodial, A-L-L-O-D-I-A-L. -L -L. Mm -hmm. What would have been the purpose? This was stated by a judge, actually, when there were two <laughs> individuals that were disputing allodial versus feudal tenures on their properties. And the judge in that particular case, because he saw, hmm, so the question in the court today is whether our properties are allodial or feudal tenures. And he said to the individuals, he said, so what would have been the purpose, purpose of the revolution if we were to retain the feudal tenures of the king. Our properties are allodial. Feudal tenures were done away with by the revolution and all the blood and lives that were sacrificed in order for us to throw off that feudal tenure and to bring about a new, true ownership of property that we would never again have any rent or service or fee attached to that property that would be perpetual, that you can never pay off. That if not paid, we would lose it. We did not want that anymore. We eliminated that at the revolution and we understood that our properties were to be allodial. Now we are back to the, the so what happens feudal tenures. Million dollar property, who do I pay how much? Well, you pay, of course, the million to pay it off to the so-called... Let's just say I pay it in cash. Fine. Now the property is paid off. Now you must pay the state, the county, whatever, a tax on that property that they determine how much it's going to be. So you're saying that that whole thing is unconstitutional? Absolutely, 100%. Why? Again, because it defeats and destroys... The very purpose of the revolution so to throw that, off feudal tenures. When did that one start? 
When did that one start? To be honest with you, I can't tell you exactly when because it's kind of creeped in over the years. And then another thing about that property, you're saying that like, I, I understand there are certain things that might be illegal to do. For instance, like, put, can I not catch rainwater on that property? Are there these, well, some of the things you're saying that, like that I cannot do on this property? No, 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 no. no. I mean, no there are things wanna, that, by the laws of nature and nature's God, that you can do. Yeah, I can do. But you're saying according to certain laws, like that might be illegal to collect rainwater. No, that no. It's that would, not that that might be illegal. It is illegal. It's illegal according to the laws of nature and nature's God. And those that are claiming such right to go ahead and tax you for or 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 fine you for collecting rainwater, those individuals have yet to show me the deed and title from God for that rain that they can claim such ownership that they can deny me or you or any of us the god-given right god-given right to collect it as we need i mean i know there's several laws in several states that are so radical it's just amazing to wrap my mind around a perfect example of a victimless crime you're you're catching rainwater now you're told you can't catch the rainwater. You're under arrest. We're stopping you from collecting rainwater. No one's been hurt. All you did is collect rainwater. And they're superseding themselves over you saying, we made a law. You can't collect rainwater. I mean, and that is not only true. Know, is that the law in Colorado? I know in certain states it's different. I mean, again, it doesn't matter where it is. Yeah, because, because it doesn't matter. True, None of these are laws according to this conversation. <laughs> Right. The laws are null and void because they don't follow the supremacy clause of the Constitution and our God-given rights to own the property outright and to do what we want with it, what we want with it. If you want to collect rainwater, what is the, what is the point of that law? So long as we're not hurting anybody because the laws that we're supposed to follow and that they're supposed to follow as as our so-called representatives, the laws are supposed to follow and will refer to specifically in the Bill of Rights, the seventh article in the Bill of Rights, which states, which states that we must follow the rules of the common law, not the rules of the communist law. So we have Does it a actually say that common law over the communist law. No, it doesn't say the communist law <laughs> okay. part. I was like, wow, that's brutal. I love it. I say that. <laughs> okay. And I've kind of coined a phrase around that as well. But the bottom line is we're supposed to follow the rules of the common law. Now, what is the common law, by golly? The common law is very simple. Your daughter could understand it at, at five years old, probably. And the simplicity of it, without getting into a huge conversation, the simplicity of a common law crime that we can be held accountable for, lose, uh, you know, our, 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 our rights in many ways. Um, but a common law crime would have to be a crime that involves an actual, actual damaged person, persons, or property or properties now in the case of lance collecting rainwater the question would be who has been damaged 
Who did Lance damage? By collecting rainwater? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and, 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 and what property, what property has Lance damaged? Has Lance damaged some property? Or well, I guess I, I don't know all the laws, but I can see like right off the bat, like some crazy ass rationalizations. Well, well, if he collects the rainfall, then it can't go down to the other properties. Well, we have to stay within the realms of simplicity, <laughs> and and not use the cunningness of our imaginations to come up with some convoluted idea <laughs> that that is absolutely just nonsense. <laughs> and we need to stay with and stick with some simplicity. Did Lance damage no, any yeah. person or persons? Did Lance damage any property or properties? Notwithstanding that, Lance is free to go. We can all, any of us, be presumed presumed guilty of anything we can all possibly do something all right so that's communism it sounds like yeah i hear you i mean i hear what you're I mean, i'm just throwing out some of the zeitgeist uh maybe opposition or like um defense about this but so what do we do the you know, we got 45 minutes in what do we what do you suggest i heard action to take you know i heard that was a big take because i know we can talk and talk and, and if someone wants to uh be in touch with you. I want to know what? how they can do that and what actions are there to take. Okay. What I was going to uh, interject here was Jake, in, Jake has created a website called Sovereignterian.com. Okay. We'll have to spell that one out. Just, uh, Casey, my main man, editor of the podcast, uh, you're going to have to spell that one out. But say it one more time so people know. Sovereignterian. Okay. It is a website designed to teach people their, and declare our freedom from the current state of affairs. And the spelling of that word, sovereignarian, is very simple, actually. Here we go. How do we spell sovereign? S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N, and we add T-A-R-I-A-N. But I don't think those are easy words to spell. For the uh, like imperative to like uh, go, well, you know, <laughs> so sovereignty is such an important word because sovereignty is is literally a declaration of the one that is claiming sovereignty of a power, a power, a sole power to act on on his or her own behalf without any other outside individual telling them what to do or what to not do. We have countries in this world that are sovereign. Sovereignty means from one country to the other is that don't cross our boundaries. We're sovereign. We make our own laws and we follow our own laws. And anyone that walks across that boundary and tries to institute their law in our country is breaking the rules of sovereignty and disrespecting them, you know, uh, in, in absolute defiance of what sovereignty is about. Sovereignty is the understanding of the absolute right of the one that is claiming sovereignty to be able to 
run one's own life, one's own country according to their rules and not the rules of somebody else. So, sovereignarian, S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-T-A-R-I-A-N dot com. Boom. Okay. However, (laughs) people can't get to that website through many other domain names. And what do you mean by that? What are you talking about? In other words, you could type in to your search, Ninth Amendment Guy dot com uh-huh. and it will take you to sovereignarian.com that's that's jake's other website ninth amendment okay, guy okay. maybe we should i was wondering if you were meaning that, that your some of your information might be censored because it sounds like a lot of um just like tie this to current thing about king george and the properties and offending king george it's like we're in the midst of this like cancel culture situation and it's and in a way, it's it's more metaphorical than literal. I mean, people's land is not get, get but maybe you know if someone's whole social media uh, presence, for instance, is tied to being able to fund their land, and all of a sudden King George, this is like canceled. You said something about like I don't they don't like abortions or something. We got canceled. You never know. I'm just throwing out a little. There's there's like there's this there's a very offended culture lately, and. We all have the right, the right to be able to believe as we wish and to live as we wish if we understand that that and those rights do not come from the King George nor the the King Biden, okay? It comes from none of them. It comes from God. It comes from the laws of nature and nature's God. The first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence clearly demonstrates that. And we as individual sovereigns, because that word is so important, individual sovereigns with self-determination, the right to self-determination, the essential right to self-determination, have an absolute right to run our lives however we choose, so long as we're not damaging a person or damaging a property. That right there is the barrier. That's the line in the sand to not damage a person or damage property. So long as we're not damaging a person or property, we are free to live our lives under the Constitution, that is, the United States Constitution, not uh, the Russian constitution uh, that promotes communism or whatever, or, or, or China or whatever. So in this country, as it was established, our founders understood that all the people of all the 13 colonies, and actually there were 13 countries. Why countries? Because each and every colony, each of them, was considered to be and understood to be sovereign, self-determining nations that could make their own rules and make their own laws that they could defend against any of the other 12 invading or trying to do away with. So Mm. sovereignty was a very important understanding because it limited and it stopped any 
outsiders from coming in and enforcing some foreign law upon them, which we have right now. Foreign laws, foreign communist laws are being imposed upon us right now. So back then, those 13 colonies, nations, countries, same, decided that, you know, if we're going to break away from the king, the only way we're going to be able to effectively do it is if we join together. Because together we are much stronger than we are separately. So that decision to come together like that required some understandings to be put together that they would, all 13 of them, agree to certain common understandings mm -hmm. and, com and common law that they could feel comfortable living under all of them together as a nation, as one nation, under God. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Under God, not under government legislators, not under an executive ruler, okay? Not under any there's of so, that. There's like, so, so, you know, with a limited amount of time yeah. we have, I love that people have that website and where to visit you and everything. And I'm like, man, for me, there's just so many paradoxes, which I believe in paradoxes as a truth, like closest to the truth. I feel like the, our friend J.P. Sears, I think we've talked about this quite a bit, a mutual friend of ours, um, and I, maybe it was like him and John McMullen. It was some kind of conversation about the levels of consciousness and one being literal, which I think we're talking about right here. We're talking about literal level of consciousness. Then the next one, metaphorical. Then the next one, paradoxical. And then finally, may arguably the deepest would be creative, like when someone just creates whatever. So isn't it interesting, like what I'm finding so interesting about the conversation is like what I'm hearing you say is that you truly stand for like what this constitution is founded on is so much better for us as a country than the current uh, fraud, the, as you might put it, the fraudulent leaders that have overtaken our government. Overthrown. Overthrown, <laughs> overthrown. And I'm here, I am Which thinking, is a treasonous act, by the way. Article three, section three. And for myself, I'm thinking like, well, I, I, I kind of like think about someone that I would love to interview that might not be that's not possible anymore, but like Victor Frankl, the guy that wrote Man's Search for Meaning because he survived the Holocaust camps and was able to, this is how he was able to do it, even though family members were getting killed. Like somehow this guy here, he's making a, the argument like we're sovereign no matter what. No matter what, one is sovereign. And... That's how I tend to my I, I aim to tend to live my life. Like I, everything is just a suggestion. There's no self rules. self There's governing no rules. self governing self governing our own lives without damaging any other person without damaging any or other property. Person. Yes, that's common law. But that's so weird to uphold in a literal level. That's why this is. That's why you have so many papers, and that's why there's so much dispute, and that's why there's judges and attorneys, and this is a crazy. That's a. It's a crazy thing to make a, a consciousness literal. Well, actually, no. I, I think it is important. It's a, that's the paradoxical part. Part part about it for me. It's like this is vital. It's a, it's actually integral. It's amazingly important. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm like, I'm like, oh, gosh, it seems, ooh, it seems like little, like I, I, I'm, I have a bigger search for meaning, but I understand how much this affects everything around me, which includes affects me.
it's just a it's like a crazy paradox to dance around because I can see you have made yourself an expert. And what like do you have a law degree? Are you an attorney? You know, or <laughs> you know, um, I don't have a law degree. I don't want a law degree. You, okay. And all I want is a freedom degree. The freedom. But it sounds like you have one, and you're helping other people understand how to become more free, especially if they are literally following the rules. To the best of my ability, and all of us, every one of us sitting here and in the world, you know, only has so much knowledge individually. And together, we can share other pieces that help to make the whole. That's how the Constitution was written. Yeah, man. That's how the Declaration of Independence was written. Yeah. It wasn't just one person. Yeah. Okay. There were many other thoughts that had to come in. And I bet because, a lot of those people allowed themselves to get a lot more offended than your average Joe these of days. Of course. They're probably offensive as shit. It's well, probably like really arguing this stuff out to the nth degree. Well, I was taught as a, as, as a young child, okay, a very simple understanding that few people follow anymore these days. And that simple understanding is that sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never harm me. Mm -hmm. And the level and degree of just audacity of individuals to go to such extremes as, oh, I'm offended. Oh, it's so hurt me. Get over it. Get over it. We all get offended by this or that or whatever. And we just got to understand we, we ain't kids anymore. We're adults. And we understand even more profoundly and, and thoroughly sticks and stones will break my bones but names will never harm me and i have a conscious choice to allow things to harm me or to just throw them away and not focus on them anymore because they i will not i'm a sovereign i will not allow certain things into my life now some people will allow all sorts of stuff into their life and and, and complain about everything you know but that doesn't make it my what responsibility. What do you not allow in your life? What? What certain things do you not allow in your life? Well, I don't allow the things or any of the things that would diminish or eliminate any of my God-given natural rights. Now, very important thing, and I'll ask you, do you have constitutional rights? Do I have constitutional rights? Yes. As like, um, hmm, it's a tricky question. It's pretty simple. I, Straightforward. I, I'm going to say yes. I'm you just do? I'm going to say, I believe, I'm gonna, this is my answer in the okay. courtroom. I believe I do. Okay. You, you answered exactly as 99.9% .9 of the people would answer. However. I believe I do? Or did they, did they say yes? They say yes. I, say, I wanted to clarify. Yes. I say I believe I do. Okay, well, then Under maybe the you're slightly court, different. If I'm in the courtroom. Okay. Well, they're, <laughs> Me they're, and you, maybe, maybe, I would say maybe not. I don't know. That's okay. bad. my true answer is probably not. I don't know. Okay, so probably not. I, don't I, I would have to answer myself if I was asked, do I have constitutional rights? And I would have to say absolutely not. I do not have constitutional rights. And not only don't I have constitutional rights, I don't want them because 
if I say that I have constitutional rights, I forget about God-given rights and substitute my God-given rights for some group of men or women or whatever, okay, that, that now have put together something in some constitution that uh, they're granting me rights. I do not accept my rights being granted by any government, any group of men or women or anything, but rather I hold firmly to my last breath that my rights come from God, God, and not from any constitution or any government. And as I stated before, in the Declaration of Independence, our founding fathers were very clear about that, that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, among many others, okay, is to be secured, secured, not created, secured by the Constitution and protected and defended by the Constitution, but never to be understood created by the Constitution. Therefore, I do not have constitutional rights, and I don't want them. Hopefully, that understanding is simple enough. I think maybe your daughter might I understand. I like that, Claire. That was a good clarifying point. I'm happy I dug into that. <laughs> and let's dig into it real quickly, because we're almost at probably be allowed hour, one hour and one minute. So let's see if we can get through this next conversation part. I have some two pages. And Okay, I want to hear that, too. Um, pursuit of happiness i recently heard a i read a listen read a great book from i forget the, even the author but i think it's called like the gap or the gain maybe dan sullivan but he was really uh, undermining this idea of the pursuit of happiness undermining me like meaning like this could really have messed up a lot of people psychology like psychologically that they have to pursue happiness rather than just owning the happiness they have that we've been trained as a culture to focus on the gap rather than the gain that we already have. Like happiness is something to go get. We got to get it. And there, it was just like he was making that point with that one part of the this phraseology. The book is way beyond that. It's a great book. I liked it. It was like four hours fun. But I just remembered that part. I, re I just listened to that book like probably a few weeks ago. I, I read slash listen to a lot of books. What do you think about that? You think the... I, th I think just Why the pursuit. I think just as in so many things that uh, that display the creativity of of the human mind to go from one simple understanding into an unlimited number of concoctions by the imagination of the human mind displayed very clearly if you walk into a library and you walk into the fiction section. And you'll see in the fiction section just amazing number of books and shelves and everything. And all of it is fiction. It's not true. It's examples of the creativity of the human mind. Meaning that we're getting, we're not making the pursuit simple enough. Like that, that there's a overthinking the the ability to pursue. There, happiness. there is an overthinking. <laughs> there is an overthinking, and and literally muddling of a very simple understanding. And of course, we can take off in what a million about, different yeah, ways. I guess I would just say opportunity for the opportunity of happiness. Maybe. Well, you know, I, I believe... I can see how though. I now, we can, we can all choose to believe how we want. Okay, let's get that clear. Okay, but what I'm saying is that in the Declaration of Independence, when they were talking about the pursuit of happiness, 
I believe that the simplicity of what they meant was that we could go out, go out freely, not under the control of some dictator or some king or whatever, but freely to pursue whatever it is that we chose to pursue without interference, without meddling of some group of men or women or whatever trying to override or stop my ability to simply go out and pursue whatever happiness it is. Maybe it's building a house, you know, maybe it's, you know, uh, that house just could be traveling. Dangerous. That, house, that house might not be under code. It could be dangerous. Well, you know, life itself could be dangerous. <laughs> and, and not only could life be dangerous, it is dangerous. Do you know that life and, and, and the utilization of life and having life, life causes a severe case of death in every situation. It has a 100% kill rate. Now, if we were worried about that, well, we may not want to come down here to earth and even attempt to live one life, okay? So <laughs> pursuing life, just life itself, is dangerous. And it not could, but will cause a severe case of death. <laughs> so um, it's important that we be able to simply live our lives pursue our happiness, and it might be dangerous. The happiness might be climbing uh, some cliff that wasn't designed to be climbed, but yeah. somebody wants well, to climb it. Well, this goes again. So what do you think about, like, uh, you know, this, you're not going to harm others. Meaning, Jumping out of a perfectly someone, good airplane? So you're okay with someone harming themselves. So meaning, like, If this, they choose it. So you believe the Constitution, like, drug laws are against the Constitution? The the Constitution, Anything like drugs that saying something, like if you're taking mushrooms crime. or LSD, this is so illegal. Long, so long as, here's the key element yeah. to always keep in mind, so long as it's not damaging another person or property. Another person, not that person or property, but like the not, other person, the user. The person that's doing it. That that's, you believe they, they give them the freedom to do whatever they want. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. And victimless crime. What did you say? Victimless crime. All the people that went to jail for 30 years for possessing small amounts of cannabis. So, uh, that, that's what I'm saying. That's against the Constitution. Absolutely. absolutely. 100%. The, I don't think many people like think about it that way. Well, that's. I feel sorry for them. You know, <laughs> People have been brainwashed to believe that whatever the, lawyer, the laws tell them, they should do them. There was a full... We're here. Main, one reason we're here is because we became part of a group that stood up against mandates, and that's where I met. And, oh, oh, yeah, for the literal and, group. But once again, this like brings up the bigger paradox. Like this constitution, once again, written by these people, what about the – what did they do to be able to overtake the current – the law before that? What they did – what they did to overthrow the current law, okay, is they recognized in their mind and their spirit, they recognized that their rights do not come from the king. And they left. And they decided very clearly in those first few words of the Declaration of Independence that state when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands, like with the king or like with this communist regime over here in D.C., which have connected them with another and to assume, assume, yes, I don't have to ask anybody, we assume 
among the powers of the earth, among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station. There's your station, king. Here's our station. They're separate, but they're equal. You're a sovereign, and we're a sovereign. Don't cross our boundaries and institute your laws. Keep them in your sovereign country. And we will not go to your sovereign country and enforce or try to uh, institute any of our laws. We will respect your sovereignty. And you, king, you, communist regime, will respect our individual sovereignty because it doesn't come from any permission of any legislature or any parliament. It comes from God and the laws of nature and nature's God, as is stated by our founding fathers. Oh, you know, I, I hear and respect that. But I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is it's, like it's kind of crazy to think about that like these, God, these people came to a new country and created these laws. Like yeah. what was going on with the laws was before that? I think that's worth considering too. What were the laws of... The of, people of, that lived amongst the land without a constitution. There were indigenous people here, tribes mm -hmm. of Indians, and I don't know what others, but of course they had their own rules. So I'm own. just like, that's also a thing that is a paradox about all this, because this is a new law as well. well but we, you are a, you're a proponent of this new law. Well, if you want to call the new law the Constitution, the, origi the orig yeah. original intent, not not the perverted, distorted. I agree with that. I, okay. This whole, I, I, I say, I agree with you. Let's go with this. Well, look, don't <laughs> Let's go don't, with the Constitution. Don't, don't agree. Do not agree with me. Only agree with the substance and content of what is being said. And using your own sovereign power, your own self-determining power, not somebody else's, to make your decisions to follow this or not follow this. And therefore... I am suggesting... And definitely not follow some other radical, fraudulent, uh, temporary, pretend law, because just to fit in. Correct. And therefore, I believe that this particular point in history, we are very close, very close to a revolution. And that revolution could be worse than, than our first revolution and it could be more bloody and devastating to our entire country and our people. And therefore, I personally have proposed and am, am a proponent of a way to resolve this problem without bloodshed in a peaceful manner. Okay. In a peaceful manner. And I suggest it in, in a manner of creating two nations, it's a two-nation solution. One nation is the United Free States, free, not fee. You know, no fees. United Free States of America, UFSA, under the Constitution, original intent Constitution, okay. by the way, no no convoluted no distorted man that could be none of that stuff i could take days to dive into but i love it okay so that's one and the other nation which will create itself i'm not 
create it. They're, they're going to create it. Like, we're creating our United Free States of America under the Constitution. Yeah, under the, yep. So you already got it laid out. You're already using it. It's already oh, done. Oh, absolutely. Done. Yeah. Let's just there, restart. <laughs> there's no asking. There's no begging. All right. So, the, and so, what is okay. that? so, do you, so do you say, like, what are you suggesting? Like, do you have a plan, like, this that that should be like Florida and Texas or like do they should these like be counties or what should they it, like be it's, like it's not me to make any of those decisions. I'm saying this is this part of the plan or no? Yes, this is part of the plan to allow and respect the individual sovereignty of each state and or portions of the states, the counties, whatever, mm -hmm. to make their own decisions as to whether they want to be one of the United Free States of America or if they want to be one of the United Communist States of America, the UCSA, under the Communist Manifesto. Now, they have a choice. I like that. They have a choice. And this is to be done without bloodshed. But There's it's hard to do because, like, what about all the people that, like, say if you make uh, San Francisco, like, one of the communist ports, there's, like, a lot of people there... Don't want that. Not a communist, and they they're like too. They have too tied to the city. Look, you know <laughs> they have to leave. You know, some, <laughs> sometimes, some sometimes sacrifices need to be made. Well, but, but let me let me let I me finish. <laughs> sacrifices need to be made, and the sacrifices that we may have to make under this new mm, dividing, so to speak, okay, of the country into these two different nations. Um, the, the the idea that we're going to have to literally uh, make some sacrifices. Now, our founding fathers made a sacrifice when they did the Declaration of Independence. Oh yeah, they made a, a they made the supreme sacrifice, which would be could be their lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, they could lose their lives. They could lose all of their possessions, everything, to the king. Because after signing that declaration, they all knew the peril they just put themselves into. They were all wanted men after that. And what was it, John Hancock that uh, signed his name particularly big because you want to make sure that the king would see that, you know, he's one of them. So there were brave souls back then that were willing to sacrifice their lives, their property, their, their sacred honor, everything, everything. They were willing to do that. And today, I'm saying that we don't have to go that far even. All we may have to do is sacrifice, well, okay, I'm not living here anymore. I'm going to move to one of the free states someplace. That's a sacrifice. You want to start it now? So what what? Do you, you want to start that now? Of course. So how do we start that now? What's the first step? Well, the, the first step is to you know, help educate people into the understanding of why this is this is a rightful and needful thing to be done. Okay. Because if people don't understand the rightful need for it to be done, then by golly, we can't do anything. And I, what I have done over here is I have, uh, I call this a divorce and separation, okay? And this can be a very short, a very brief reading over here of some extraordinary substance. And if if I may be allowed to do that, I will try to do it as quickly as possible. <laughs> I see I see lots but, of pages over there. But well How this is, this is only looking? three. Three pages. And you want to read that whole thing right now? If you don't mind. All right. And because I you had a poem here that I wanted to potentially read close with in a way. 
Do yeah. you want to read that after this? That's what I was thinking. Well, that, what I was thinking is I might go pee and then we do both of those things. Why don't you do that? And I'll read this in the meanwhile. What I'm about to read over here is what I call a declaration of peaceful, nonviolent, non-cooperation, divorce, and separation. And the content uh, herein is, is something that uh, I, I feel is worthy of sharing at this particular time, and I'm going to do the short version, okay? And the short version goes like this. This is a unanimous declaration of the original 13 united colonies, okay, or states. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal stations in life to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind that pursuant to the Constitution of the state of Colorado, and this is a Colorado, uh, part of the Colorado Constitution, it states in Article 2, Section 1 of the Colorado Constitution, under vestment of political power, all, A-L-L, all political power is vested in and derived from the people, not the government, not the legislature, not any public servant. In all, all political power is vested in and derived from the people. All government of right originates from the people, is founded upon their will only, and is instituted solely for the good of the whole. Next, in Colorado Constitution, Article 2, Section 2, understanding that the people may alter or abolish form of government. The people of this state, Colorado, have the sole and exclusive right of governing themselves. This is Colorado Constitution as a free, sovereign, sovereign, and independent state and to alter and abolish their constitution and form of government whenever they may deem it necessary, not when the public servants deem it necessary, and that whenever they may deem it necessary to the safety, to their safety and happiness, provided such changes not be repugnant to the Constitution of the United States. Furthermore, Article 2, Section 3 of the Colorado Constitution, under inalienable rights, I call them unalienable, but inalienable rights, all persons have certain natural, natural, essential and inalienable rights, among which, among which may be reckoned the right of enjoying and defending, defending their rights and liberties of acquiring, possessing, and protecting property, protecting it, hmm and of seeking and obtaining their safety and happiness. In following with the content and substance of what I've just read above mentioned, it is wholly consistent, essential, and rightful to declare, empower, and act on the following. Either we have a system of laws that mean what they say and say what they mean, or we have nothing but a sham and a disgrace to common sense consistency, justice, and fair play. We are plagued 
with a situation today that challenges whether we will stay true to the Constitution and the fundamental principles for which our founding fathers intended or all such principles and intent are meaningless and of no effect to or for we the free people. Our original Declaration of Independence made certain declarations that were not to be construed uh, as to have no power or effect. These were real powerful. Our founding fathers meant what they said and were prepared to sacrifice their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor for the substance of what they said and meant in the Declaration of Independence. They did not ask or beg of King George of 1776 for permission to assert their God-given unalienable rights, among which they declared their absolute right to dissolve the political bands that had connected them with the king. Such had to be done considering the diametric differences between the freedom-loving colonists and the tyranny and despotism that King George and the British Empire wished to impose upon all the people with an iron fist and might makes right philosophy. Such could no longer be tolerated by the freedom-loving colonists, causing the separation to be necessary to happen in order for the colonists to pursue their happiness and secure their safety in a free state being without dictatorship or tyranny against their natural rights and freedoms. As was then, so too is now, that we the free people are faced with the necessity of dissolving political bands which have connected us with another, namely the Socialist Communist Democrat Party, their contradictions to our Constitution, and all their insults to we the free people's freedoms and liberties. If we are to stay true to the consistency and purity of freedom, individual sovereignty, and self-determination, our original Declaration of Independence of 1776 and the original intent of our Founding Fathers, we must now declare the necessity again for a separation that must occur immediately and forthwith with, in an order for us to survive as a freedom-loving, sovereign, independent people. Article 2, Section 2. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't where we got that. They're, they're supposed to be, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. That's, there, that's, there's that's only so supposed funny. to be one more page, and somehow it appears as though like that we page... From, we went from one thing to the other there for a moment. Well, and, you know, we, we are breaking... We're breaking the time limits yeah. here. I, I, I mean, I, this is all on your website, correct? Where people you're referencing all it's, this. I, I mean, I feel like we got the message across, it, and your passionate is all out. It will you're committed. It will your all demand. be on the internet. Not all of it is yet because I personally have to input all of this. <laughs> okay, some is Why, there. Well, all right, there's probably a way. I Maybe don't have somebody else listening to this. They'll be like, they help that out. If they want to help like, me, great. I could some use new some shoes, help. Chef Lance, those are like really new. <laughs> I'm looking at Chef Lance. I'm just, I'm just enjoying this because you know I have the. Uh, I usually aim to cut these off at one hour and eleven minutes, and I gave myself the freedom to break my own constitutional rights <sighs> of the Breaking Normal podcast, so that I could break normal with you 
And wow, I'm so happy that I've done this. And I'm excited to stay in touch with you and see how, how, how else I can synergize with what you're doing. And it sounds like the sovereignarian.com. Oh, I could also, you came in here with a, you came in here with a poem. You came in here with a poem and you read it before there was any recording. And I was like, I could consider reading that. Um, and I'm looking at it. It's the gosh, this guy, y'all got to see it, man. Gosh, this guy, you got to meet this guy. <laughs> y'all got to meet all of us, everyone in this room. But uh, I just totally honor you, Jake, because you are, I feel like you're just so committed to what's important to you. And it, and it seems very healthy. It seems very healthy to be so committed to something that's so important to you and to the world, which is your important, like you've selfishly made that your importance. Good job. Well, you might have to say that loud. Freedom loving Americans. Uh, yes. To quote our friend, J.P. Sears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a good friend. Good friend. Let me take a sip of this little drink here and see if I can read this cleanly. Hmm. Okay, so this is a um, a piece from an author that's unknown, and it's called "Visitor from the Past." Okay. All right. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand a figure walking through the mist with flint lock iron in his hand in his hand his cloths were torn and dirty as he stood there by my bed he took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low he said we fought a revolution to secure our liberty we wrote the constitution as a shield from tyranny for future generations this legacy we gave in this, the land of the free and the home of the brave. You buy permits to travel and permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or to build a place for one. On land that you believe that you own, you pay a yearly rent, although you have a voice in choosing how the money is spent. Your children attend a school that doesn't educate. Your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about the current news in regulated press. You pay a tax you do not owe to please the IRS. Your money is no longer made of silver of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. You pay for crimes that make our nation turn from God in shame. You've taken Satan's number as you've traded in your name. You've given government control to those who do you harm so they can padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep your country deep in debt, put men of God in jail, harass your fellow countrymen while corrupted, corrupted courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold their solemn oath they've sworn. Your daughters visits doctors so the children won't be born. Your leaders ship artillery and guns to foreign shores and send your sons to slaughter fighting other people's wars. Can you regain the freedom for which you fought and died? Or don't you have the courage or the faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you'll fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? People of the Republic, arise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of the land. Preserve our great republic and God-given right and pray to God to keep the torch of freedom burning bright. 
As I awoke, he vanished in the mist from whence he came. His words were true. We are not free. We have ourselves to blame. For even now, as tyrants trample each God-given right, we only watch and tremble, too afraid to stand and fight. If he stood beside your bedside in a dream while you were asleep and wonders what remains of our rights he fought to keep, what would be your answer if he called out from the grave? Is this still the land of the free and the home of the brave? Author unknown. Amen. Breaking normal to be continued. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Chef Lance. Thank, Thank everyone. You. Sure. Thank you.